But just be mindful that uh, we are doing live shows, so we'll be kind of back and forth, and we may be a little bit delayed in answering your questions or comment on that end. Um, want to remind everyone about Butterfly Evolution, um, and do do register as a follower. If you are not registered as a follower yet, please do that. Um, next year is going to be a great, great year. Not that any other year has not been, but but next year um, I'm looking for some, some great things to happen, and we're just going to be able to continue to grow and elevate individually and, and for sure our listeners as well. So if you have not registered as a follower, just log on to the Blog Talk Butterfly Evolution to select follower, and it will pump you. You can register using Facebook, which is the most simplest way, or you can create your own login name um, if you want to you know, change the, the login or the member name for that. But if you have not, please, please, please do that. helps us keep you informed. helps our ratings as well. So um, easy process. But Butterfly Evolution is about transformation. And through the process of self-awareness, I cannot put enough emphasis on that word, self-awareness and your very own personal accountability, taking responsibility for your life where you are today, taking sole responsibility, no more excuses. And I want to put much emphasis on that tonight because of this topic. Um, and we'll get into that, but just, just keep in mind, we are about personal transformation through the process of self-awareness and personal accountability. Um, we promote, promote knowing who you are, being unapologetically who you are while recognizing that you too, as perfect as you might think that you are, are in need of change. That is probably the best thing one can do for self is recognize that I, I do have faults, I do have issues. There are things and circumstances and situations that has left its mark on me, and I need to deal with these issues. And, again, I'm putting much emphasis on this because this is a very dear topic to me, and I feel that it is, the source of many problems that women go through today, that it is truly a a huge issue in the lives of women, in the lives of women. So be honest with yourself tonight. I mean, really dig deep and, and, and ask yourself some questions during the show, after the show. Um, if you're brave enough, come on the show, because I guarantee you are not the only one who has had daddy issues. In fact, there are probably more people, more women than you think um, that have had those issues and will have those issues. Even the relationships that we look and compare our lives to are not as perfect as you have led yourself to believe. So we want to get into all of that tonight, and I'm, I'm, ex I'm excited about hearing Rodney's take from it. We have not had a lot of time to talk about this topic. I don't think we talked at all, uh, Rodney, but specifically we'll get a little little bit in about, you know, the topic, but we didn't get to talk about this. And um, so we're going to go deep tonight. Uh, Rodney, you want to tell them about the trash can, baby, and tell them what's been going on? Today was the first day of work for you, which meant the kids are back live and probably ready. <laughs> I'm so glad, uh, Tammy, that uh, that that you brought that up because I do want to to, to share some things. And uh, but before I do that, uh, I do want to remind everybody of our trash can concept and what 
that basically is is that we would like to challenge you to take a trash can and remove it from its original location or its old location. And we want you to put that trash can in a in a different spot. Put it in a different location and see how many times you return to its old location only to realize that it that it has been moved. And the whole point of that is a lot of times we do things not because we want to, not because we have to, but because we've gotten in a routine. And so it's a part of our daily lives. And so even when that has changed in our lives, we find ourselves going back to its old location. So we we want to challenge you to do that uh, tonight because even th- in thinking about tonight's show, how often we do we revisit those innermost feelings? How often do you go back and revisit those hurtful situations, the pain that came from a, a, a that came from a situation, whether it came from your father, whether it came from a, a a bad marriage? How often do you revisit that those painful situations in your life? If you're if you're a female, have you come across a good man and found yourself constantly going back and revisiting the pain that was caused in a previous relationship with a different man, regardless of who that man was? How often do you go back and revisit that 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 old trash can location? So we want you to to think about that, and we want you to challenge yourself. We want you to challenge yourself and see how many times you do that. But, Tammy, I'm glad that you brought up uh, uh, school. And before <laughs> before I, I make a comment um, uh, and connect it to uh, tonight's show, a few weeks ago we did a show on what parents need to know from back to school. And we didn't have a whole lot of uh listeners but as as an educator i do not understand how it is that parents know to send their kids to school but they don't know what their kid needs in order to be prepared for school and here's what i'm talking about your child should not be sitting in the office because they don't have their shots because the school officials can't let them go to class if they don't have their shots. So how is it that you've had the entire summer as a parent and your child does not have shots? I can't tell you the number of students I've seen in seven years of teaching sitting in the office the first day of school because they don't have their shots and the parents have to come pick them up. How is it that your child comes to school and they have on Jordan's nice pair of pants, nice shirts. I mean, they have on $300 worth of clothing, but yet they have no paper and they have no pencil and say, oh, I didn't know we needed it. How was that possible? And then I saw a number of students today that had to stay at school while school officials 
called their parents so that they could get home because the children did not know which bus they rode, and some of them rode the bus to school, but they didn't know the bus number. A bus came, and they hopped on the bus. That's dangerous, number one. Number two, I knew my phone number and my address when I was in kindergarten or first grade. These kids, and I'm not going to put it out there with the grade I teach, but kids in middle school don't know their contact information. And then trying to call parents, Sammy, can't get an answer. They don't have a voicemail. One boy, I asked him, what street did he live on? He said, I don't know. What's the number in your house? I don't know. And we're supposed to figure out how to help this kid get home. I, I saw. I, I just saw so much craziness today. Huh? I have a how does the child get to, to register and get into school? If no, if they didn't, I know the child should know it, but did the office have, at least have the information, address, and things like that? Uh, we do, but a lot of times, Sammy, we have the we have the wrong information oh, because okay. because some of our kids are illegal, <laughs> and and so we get we get false information. Um, mom and dad could switch in numbers. So we call numbers and they say this no this number is no longer in service. We get all types of stuff. Yeah, right. It's um uh, yeah it's 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 a mess. So parents, please make sure if you're gonna have kids, please take care of your kids and understand that you have a responsibility to them. And your first responsibility is, is their safety. Your second responsibility is their education. Make sure that you're taking care of your kid. And that's why I get so fired up when people diss fathers on Father's Day, but yet praise mothers on Mother's Day. I'm sorry. Both parents are responsible. If you're going to blame one, blame the other, especially the one that's in the house with these kids. But moving right along, Tammy. So as a black male, um, I'm the minority. Uh, not just in education, but also um, even in my own building. I'm the only black male teacher in my building. I'm the only black male in my building. And there are advantages and disadvantages, of course. But, Tammy, who do you think I've had the most, which subgroup do you think I've had the most trouble from in my in my teaching career during my teaching career, which I'm sorry, which what? Which subgroup, meaning race and gender <laughs> combined? Who do you think I've had the most trouble from? Uh, oh, I mean, I probably know the answer to that. I probably better not say, but I can imagine. Go ahead, you can I, say it. I I, I I could imagine. Um. Okay, I mean, I mean because I mean I know that you're the only male, of course, but I'm sure it's women. Don't talk about us today tonight. I've had the most. I've had the. Um, I've had the most trouble 
from black females. And not every black female that I've taught, but when I have had uh, overwhelmingly uh, troublesome times as a teacher, it has been from black females. Not all of them, but the ones that I've had issues with, guess what the X factor was? Their father. They had a bad relationship with their black father, and because of that bad relationship with their father, it caused them to come into my classroom with a wall up. And well, like you said, with the wall up. Okay, now I'm glad you, um, I'm glad you said that, and I, I'm gonna, I'll tell you why later. But I'm glad you said that with the wall up. They can't, they can't, they've come in my classroom with a wall up, and um, it wasn't until after the last one a few years ago um, that it really dawned on me, um, and, and and the parents came in um, and told me the situation. And it made a lot of sense. And so as a young female, teenager, um, that was the only previous relationship, or that was the first relationship or first encounter she had with a male. And because that situation was never any good, She essentially took that out on me. And the mother knew that when she came in to meet with me. The mother was not upset with me for anything that had gone on. She knew that it wasn't my fault that her daughter and I uh, had such a huge disconnection. But the mother came in to try to help me understand why her daughter came in with this wall up and why she came in hating me, and I had never met her. I had never done anything to her. But that was all she knew, and she hadn't quite got out of that stage. Now, the girl is very nice to me now a few years later, um, and I think it's because, one, she's maturing. Two, um, I don't know if the family has gotten her, you know, some therapies, um, some, some, some help or anything, but this girl was very disrespectful towards me. Um, she was always, like, talking back. Um, She was very disruptive in my class. But she would go next door to uh, my partner's class because I taught uh, reading and uh, history and my partner taught math and science. She would go to my partner's class and be completely different. You would have thought that it was two different children, but my partner was a female. And she had, because of what happened to her earlier in her life um, with her father, she saw women as a refuge. She found strength in women because that's who had to rescue her from that situation. That's who had to take care of her, and 
this was her uh, uh this wasn't her biological mother. This was um an aunt who got custody of her and removed her from that situation. So this girl came into my classroom and I never stood a chance and I never did anything. But she came in with that wall up. And I think a lot of times that happens in life where we have a bad experience and after that we 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 hate the world. We're mad we're mad at the world, we're mad at everybody, whether you did something to me or not. But because of the actions of one person, now I can't trust anybody. But here's my thing, Timmy, before you uh, comment on on, on the, that, that wall being put up. This is a child who has been scarred and is walking around wounded and having trouble building and sustaining uh, healthy relationships with people. But what about the adults? that 30, 40, 50 years later are still being impacted by what happened to them when they were 2, 3, 5, 8, 13, 16 years old or their whole childhood by their father. Some people are middle-aged and have never got over these things. And I think if you don't get over these things, I think eventually you get to a point where you're in denial. You think that you're over these things, and you're really not, because you have made yourself believe that you're over it, but you can't understand why nothing is going right in your life. You're on marriage number five. You're on marriage number six. You're on boyfriend number 37. You're on sex partner number 200. Because you never got past an ineffective relationship with your father. Rodney, I missed that because initially I thought you were talking about the faculty and staff. I didn't get that you were talking about the, the young young people until much later in your conversation. But but still, great way to start because these young girls will become women with these same issues. And it takes me back um, to the 901 Butterflies at a meeting that we were gathering, I would say, that we were having with the young girls. And every single girl, and it was probably about, uh, if I can remember right, maybe nine, ten girls that day. And every single one of them were in pain because, they did not have a relationship with their father. They did, they did not know who their father was. They did not know where they where their father was. But something dealing with with father. And and what I want, I mean, this show is for for, for women for sure. But it's just as much for men because I, I want to put much emphasis on this, and I want people to really think about this: mothers and fathers, because we have we have mothers who will who will keep their children away for no apparent reason, not a just reason, I would say, um, from their kids, from, from dads who want to be in their children's life. Um, 
and is making that effort to do so. Um, but the, the father-child, I would say, relationship, and I know we're going to speak more about daughters tonight, mm-hmm. but the father-child relationship is, in my opinion, outside of the relationship with God and knowing who you are is the absolute, is the most important relationship across the board to a daughter and to a son. It is that foundation for all of us. And and I feel the, the most of us, if we don't get it, that we will have some some extra struggles. If we don't if we don't understand that and, and realize what we have, what type of, of father we have. Um and start there. And be as honest as we can and, and go after what we want with that father. And I I'm gonna I'm gonna share my personal story a little bit later. Um, because I feel like what I did helped to change my life and was very, very important in my in my growth of transformation, in my process of transformation. I feel like if I had not come to a common place, and, and when I did, I realized that much of what I had um, held on to was more about, had become more about me than my dad. Because I think if you if someone sat down and talked to my dad, it'd be like we had a we had a great relationship. I took care of her, but my my personal needs as a daughter was not met, and I did not see that until I grew older and a bit wiser and became a parent and realized that if Brandon wanted to, he would and, and did he would have some things to hold a grudge or or be angry with me about. And if any parent is honest, they would, they would have to say that. And so as you grow and you know that you are not perfect and you, and if you're a parent that you've not been a perfect parent and you have your own struggles and circumstances that have directed the way that you do things, say things, how you love, I'm not excusing any any mother or any father by, by, by any means. But what I'm saying here, just as we started, you have to take responsibility for where you are, not for what has happened to you, not not for what has been done to you, um, and the lack of, I would say, people in your life who have a responsibility. Mothers and fathers have a responsibility to take care of their children. Fathers, I think, are the, well, I said the fathers, that relationship is the most important, because, and I think that's just, Spiritually, biblically, I just think God designed it that way. But it is that way because detectors, um, you take a young boy. young boy is going to grow up fifth, sixth grade. He's probably already thinking, you're my mama, but I'm I, that that Afro role model is just going to get in and step in, and he thinks that he's to take care of you. So that meant that young boy needs that father to show him to be that guy. And we have... Men now who are just so broken as well because if we look back, maybe there was no father there. We had a mother who was trying to hold it all down. But to get back to what you were saying, that child who is in your room is going to grow up. He's going to step into some relationship with some man, maybe many men, and all her pain is going to be there. It's going to settle there. And now, and that relationship is not going to work. But what is she going to do now? She has another male to blame for it. 
And if someone does not stop and help her see and understand her, even her father in a different light, as best they can, again, not allowing men or women off the hook, but we have to start addressing those issues at such a young age in order to prevent what will happen. This, convers- this, this topic came about, about by talking to a 27-year-old man, young man in Florida a couple of weeks ago, and he was saying, Miss Tammy, I just, I don't know. A woman today is just most satisfying them. Most of them have not had a father in their lives, and so you cannot love them. They don't think love exists. If you, if you try to love them, if you buy them roses or if you do something nice, they think something's wrong with you. And then on the flip side of that, for those who have their fathers in their lives, he said, I can there's more pleasing them. Like I can't I can't ever measure up. They don't know how to let go of that father daughter relationship and be in a relationship. And I thought I found that very, very interesting. To come from a twenty seven year old uh young male who was traveling with, with a young girl at that time who was apparently just kinda of having some real serious issues um in relationships. And as I thought about it more, I thought about, again, my own life, how I wanted my dad to be there in a way that that just just wasn't him. And I didn't verbalize that. Still hadn't really, really verbalized it. But what I did do, I took control for the things that I needed for my dad. For instance, and I shared that, that there was one of my birthdays where I called him and said, but I'm calling so that you can wish me a happy birthday. Because at that point, it, 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 had, it had registered in me enough that it was just about what I needed and what I wanted, not who initiated the process. But it took a long time to get there. That was a painful thing that I did, that I had to do, but I got what I wanted, and it struck a conversation, and the next year, my dad called me on my birthday. But that, to somebody else, may be... Not a big issue whether they dad whether their dad calls or not on their birthday, but for me it was. And the other side of that is I felt that the way that my daddy loved was with money. Like, and 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 maybe a lot of men are like this. If I'm taking care of you, if you're okay, then I'm okay. Then I'm doing my job. Well, that made me resentful, even almost to this day. I, I I resent guys who feel like they have to take care of me or who want to buy me, buy me, buy me. I take that as because I became offended. And so just I'm saying that to say how it will play on your mind years and years and years later, and that's why you have to figure out who you are, what 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 bothers you, and why. And then you have to be willing to open up and talk about it as best you can if that person is willing. And so there's some ladies out there that have some fathers that are living that can call them and say how you felt all this time. And if your dad is willing to listen, then do that. Because, again, I think that it's the most, one of the most, well, the most important relationships on this side. And, and I feel that because that relationship has gone lacking so much, it's, it's spilling over into mother-daughter relationships. I think a lot of daughters are have, have become resentful towards mothers. There are a lot of women 
who have mother-daughter issues. I know my mom and I, we, we struggle to this day, and she, you might ask her, and she might say, we're okay, but we're not. We could be a whole lot better and should be. So if we're not, if we don't look at it, it spills over in all parts of our lives. It makes us angry. It makes us resentful. It makes us, oh, gosh, almost impossible to love. And so I don't know what what the, the big solution is, but I know one of the most important things that you have to do is take ownership for how you're feeling. Not for what was done, but for how you're feeling. And if it's that important to you, and have that conversation with your dad. Because again, sometimes they just think, Hey, I'm I'm doing what I you are not hungry. Uh, you got some clothes. I talked to you a couple of weeks ago. My daughter's fine. Even at the age of thirty, forty, there's some women still feel that way. Are resentful, are from evil in relationships. I mean, before I started to get myself together, you couldn't tell me that I, I was, I had, you know, I was part to blame in my breakup, especially the breakup of my marriage. You couldn't tell me that. <laughs> but now, looking back, I saw, I see how all those things that I had taken upon myself spilled right over into my life. I don't take full, one hundred percent blame. But I, I I would greatly say, I'm, 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 if you measured it out, we'd probably be 75 and 75, and I know that doesn't equal 100. I would say we 100% and 100% equal. So women, we first have to own up to it. we got to own up to, regardless of the absence of our, of our daddy or the daddy issues, where you are today is not because of, the daddy, but because our choices. And I say this because I know some women who have come through more than I. My stuff is like I had a perfect dad to, to compare. When I mean 100% perfect dad compared to what some women have gone through. And they've come through like silver and gold because their their mind was focused on, I'm going to own my life. I know young young men who still to this day. I remember a young man on the on the day he was graduating from college, the night he graduated. We were done with the graduation. He said, "Now if I just could know who my dad is." But this young man turned out to be the both. I mean, the best father one could be because he made a choice, and that's what it's about. To the women, yeah. Dads need to step up, men need to step up, mothers need to step up, women need to step up. But if they don't, then what do you need to do for your life? And it's not for your life, for the life of your children. And so Tammy, I wanna Tammy I wanna jump in uh in here real quick and, and see if we can uh generate some discussion because uh, I see that we have a lot of new numbers out there. And to every one of you who um, is listening to the Butterfly Evolution Show for the first time, we certainly do thank you for tuning in with us tonight. And we invite you to join into the conversation. If you're listening 
you're listening by phone, uh, please press the number one. If you have a question or a comment at any time during the show, uh, again, please press the number one. The only thing that we ask is that you keep your uh, your comments and your questions respectful, uh, but we'd love to hear from you. Um, but, Tammy, I, w- I want to uh, share something with you uh, and our audience uh, that I came across today, and it comes from uh, returnofkings.com, and it says, Five signs a girl has daddy issues, and so I want to uh, see see what you and our uh, callers have to say. I see we just had someone to press the number one. Caller will be with you in just one second. But here are the five signs, uh, according to returnofkings.com, that a girl has daddy issues. Number one, she's excessively slutty or harbors twisted sexual fanny. Uh, fantasy, excuse me. She's excessively slutty or harbors twisted uh, sexual fantasies. It says um, uh, girls with daddy issues, um, they cling to older men. Um, they and I don't know what this means, but they engage in major league attention whoring. So I guess they're really uh, trying to, to to get the uh, attention of a man. Uh, they go out of their way to get the attention of a man. Then it says number two, the second reason or the second uh, sign that you know a girl has daddy issues is is that she engages in some form of self mutilization uh, mutilation. Um, so it's talking about like excessive tattoos, uh, chopping their hair off, uh, for no reason, um, and things like that. Uh, uh, sign number three, she is delusionally overconfident. Okay. Uh, things like being called a princess every day and all of that leading her to believe that she's more than... She actually is. Number four, she is intimidated by a self-assured masculine man. I'd really love to hear what people have to say about that because I don't know about you, Sammy, but I'm always seeing or hearing that uh, men are intimidated by confident women. So this says that if a girl has issues, she is intimidated by a self-assured masculine man. So is that true? Uh, and the last one, reason uh, sign number five, uh, she has body image issues or issues around food. And it says that uh, girls who feel like they've lost control over their lives obsess over controlling the the one thing that they can control, which is what they eat. So um, if they feel like they've lost control um, in their lives, um then they worry too much about what they eat. I'm I'm assuming that this doesn't mean, you know, you try to take care of yourself and you try to get healthy, but it means that you just take it to a whole nother level. So let's see what our callers have to say. Uh, We're going to bring in a caller from area code 404. Your last four digits are 1037. Caller, you are on the air. Hello? What's up, man? What's going on, Rodney? Hey, Tammy, how you doing? <laughs> Not much, man. 
Been a long time. Yeah, man, long time to hear from, you know what I mean? Um, got a couple of things going on over here, you know. Uh, my wife, as you know, she's pregnant, so she's going through, a, you know, some, some trying times and have to be here for her, but I'm here tonight, you know what I mean, just to show support to uh, Butterfly Evolution, to Tammy, and to yourself. Um, and I was just listening in on the topic for tonight. Go ahead. What you got for the people? Okay. Well, um, you know, I was listening, and I, you know, Tammy made a few uh, comments that I, I, you know, I thought was interesting. You also made a few comments. Um, Daddy's little girl. Um, where can I start? I don't have any girls. You know, I have all boys. Thank God. You know what I mean? And the reason being because I know that if I had a daughter, you know, I would probably be connected with her uh, emotionally, um, probably above and beyond protective mode because I know how girls can be, you know, emotional where guys are more physical. And, you know, girls tend to look up to their fathers uh, as a father figure of what they should be looking for from a man in life. However, that's not always the case. Because every man isn't their father, and every man isn't a father figure. Um, what do we say then? That you know you have to use your own mind, your own sense, your own uh, frame of thought to adjust yourself and uh, be particular about the type of people that you in, you know invite into your life. You know, I was listening to one of my friends uh, who uh, posted the video, and he said that every Every uh, uh, every man that enters your life is not for you because the devil sends um, people in your life uh, to disrupt what God has predestined you to be or has predestined for you. So every thought or every male that enters your, your, your atmosphere isn't there to help you. You know what I mean? A lot of them are there to distract you because the the devil is there to rob, steal, and destroy. So anything that God has for you, the devil is always going to be against you. So he'll send a few curves your way to keep you out of the realm of the things that he has predestined for you. Um, What I would like to say is uh, a lot of the women that I see these days, um, they're hurt by a male, and it causes them to lean not to their own understanding. They start leaning to the worldly things and uh, challenging their belief system, challenging what they were taught, challenging the things that they were raised up to to know from right and wrong and say, well, you know what? Hey, this guy put me through this. This guy put me through that. I'm just not going to deal with him no more. And when they become, you know, you know, uh, lesbians or whatever the case may be. Personally, I don't, you know, I don't have no hate for nobody. You know what I mean? I love everybody because the Bible teaches us to love everybody. You know what I mean? But when you're wrong, you're wrong. You know what I'm saying? And the Bible tells me that you can't enter the gates of heaven if you're living in sin. You know? But I would like to say that, you know, um, it all boils down to your choice. Choices of the matter. You know what I mean? I mean, I've been hurt by umpteen women. You know what I'm saying? That don't make me go lay with no man. 
that, that don't make me be with no man. You understand what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> you just keep trying until you get right, or you just wait on God to, to put that person in your life. You know what I'm saying? So I think it all goes back to, you know, your choices. Like Tammy was saying, you have a choice in the matter. And if you choose to, to, to do the wrong thing, then that's what's going to become of it, you know. Um, the self-mutilation where you were saying, Rodney, I think that also comes from people trying to deface who they are. You know, they're taking on the characteristic of somebody else. You know, they don't want to face the fact of what God made them. So they, they put on a mask of self-mutilization and say, well, this is who I am now. I'm not the person that God made me. This is who I am now. And, world, I want you to accept me for who I am now, you know. So, you know, it has a lot of different bearings. Let me jump in here for a minute. Some of those those things that that Rodney mentioned, um, of course, they could be, I've seen them in people who have had fathers in their life, and that's why it's so important to go back to self-awareness. There are some things that seem to be, in my opinion, seem to be across the board for those women who have not had fathers in their lives, and that is the being clingy and jealous and overprotective and always needing um, assurance of that love and affection. I mean, so I think those two things there, and then being alone, like like seriously get into the point in life where they, they feel fearful of being alone. But that, but the, the need for constant reassurance, love, and affection, and that one, and the clinginess, jealousy, and overprotective—I think those are some things that I would say are consistent across the board. And if and if we don't deal with those things, if we don't recognize, because I'm to the point now, if we know what the problem is, so if I know that my issues are coming from, they're all kind of steered from my feelings unworthy, having low self-esteem because my relationship with my father did not develop as I thought it should. And another part of that, we have to stop looking at the world and thinking that everybody has this, or or most people have this perfect relationship with their father. And that is not the case. Because if a young girl thinks that, then how... Valuable will she feel if she thinks that, well, my dad doesn't feel that way about me. So instantly she's going to start looking for that. And what's going to happen? She's going to make that bad choice, get that wrong man or that wrong boy. And now not only does my dad not like me or love me or, or want to spend time with me, most of the men in a don't want to be with me or in my city. And that's not the case. We know that's not true. But look, as a young girl, and then that's going to grow into teenage, young, young, teen, young, young male, female, you know, 2018, 2021. And then by then, she's so broken. What can she do for anyone, even herself? And so I agree with some of those things. Um, I agree, but I think that those more things that are, seem to be like common ground for women that don't have that relationship that clinging with jealousy and, and, and overprotectiveness. And, and, and I think, too, selfishness in a, in a way. Because after it goes on too long, it's hard to tell that person that it's them. It's, most women don't think that, you know, these issues are affecting my relationship. 
we just see it as the men, all men are dogs. I, I really feel like it gets to that point where you just, you go into the relationship expecting it to fail because all men are dogs. Because you felt like you're, you're Could I just jump in for a minute, Sure. Can I can I jump in for a minute, Tammy? Um, I wanted to say, uh, I was just, I was, I was just, hello. I was saying, go ahead. You go ahead, boy. Okay. Um, what I wanted to say was, I was just talking to um, a childhood friend. Um, I'm a little older than she is. Um, when I was in Florida, um, this girl's mom is a, is a is a pastor. Um, her mom came from, you know, drugs and alcohol in the street and using drugs and everything, and God delivered her, um, blessed her, gave her a church. She's a pastor now, and this is the daughter that I knew, you know, like a little sister. Me and her uncle was, you know, were very close. And uh, I watched her grow up, and she, uh, she got a husband. She had two kids, and they were all in the church. Well, however, um, on Facebook just what yesterday, day before yesterday, I get I get a uh, I get a, a, a friend request, and it said from you know her, her name or whatever, but I didn't know the name, so I clicked on the picture and I started to look, and I was like, wow, this is this is my girl, you know what I mean? Wow, what's up? Wow, and I and I clicked on and I accepted her as a friend. And she was thanking me as a friendship, and I was telling Tasha about her. And I was like, yeah, man, I said, we went to church together. You know, she sung in a praise team and this, that, the other. And I inquired about her husband. And I said, how are your husband doing? And she said, me and my husband have been divorced for seven years, and I've been married to a woman for two years. And I was stuck. You know what I mean? And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. And then she put in parentheses, don't kill me. And then I told her, and I said, you know, I said, you know, I'm not going to kill you, you know what I'm saying? But um, I said, how's your mom? She was like, she's fine, but we have zero communication. I said, well, how's your uncles? Now, these these dudes play music in the church. All of us, I was a drummer. You know, our uncle plays keyboard, our uncles play bass. You know, this was like a family brought up church when I was in Florida. And she was like, zero communication. And I think because of her choice to be with a woman now, you know, that she had been hurt from her husband, it totally dismantled her whole relationship with her family because, you know, they're Christians and they believe in one thing and, you know, not the thing that she was doing, you know. And I said to myself, I was like, well, wow, you know, where did where did it all go wrong? You know, was was that choice in the matter or did, did circumstances make her go that way? You know what I'm saying? Um I think that a lot of women look at men and feel that this is the way that my man is supposed to be towards me and my father is. Well, you have to understand that your father, he he's part of the person that brought you into the world. So, therefore, he's going to love you a whole lot different than some man that you bring into your life would because that man didn't know you from birth. He only knew you from where you were worth to where you are today. You know what I'm saying? So, therefore, his love is going to be, um, you know, bored, you know, not not as deep as that as your father, you know, because your father is your father, you know. 
Um, but it all I feel that it all leads to your choices in the matter. And I think that, you know what I'm saying, a woman shouldn't look for a man because in the Bible it says that when a man findeth a wife, he findeth a good thing. So it doesn't say when a woman findeth a husband. So a woman shouldn't be looking for a man. A man should, you know, a man should be looking for you. So when you go that route, I think that you're out of order with the word of God. So things are not going to go right from that perspective anyway. Before this before this conversation uh, shifts a little bit, because I know Tammy mentioned sharing her story, and I'm actually going to share a, uh, a personal story of mine that's going to that's going to uh, put a put, put a twist uh, on the show. Um, why do you both think that? Um, and anyone in, uh, who's listening, uh, feel free to jump in the conversation. But why do you think that? Um, men struggle to build healthy relationships with their daughters. Why do you think it is that they have a hard time uh, making it so that their daughters don't grow up with daddy issues? And there are, there are a number of different ways that, that, that you can take, you know, these, these daddy issues, and hopefully we can get – to that be uh, before the before the end of the night, um, but why do you think that is? And then also, what can men do, or what should they be trying to do to help their daughters not only um, look at men in a positive light, but also uh, find men or find themselves in relationships that are good and healthy for them when they do uh, decide to uh, get involved in a uh, relationship. Uh, obviously, you know, if you've ever heard Chris Rock, he said, as a father, your, own, your only job is to keep your daughter off the pole. Well, we want the daughters to do more than just stay off the pole, Um so what are your thoughts on that one? What can what can men do, or why do you first of all why do you think it, um, you know, men have trouble in this area anyway? Um, and then what can men do? This is Tammy. What does men men that the majority of men? Now I'm I'm going to say this and I'm I'm going to back it up. I think a, a good number of men are just simply making excuses today and can can do better because it it takes a phone call. A day or a week will change your daughter's life. Most of the time, your 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 girl, even your son, your children just want to know that you're there and you care. And so, just be engaged. Then, secondly, I think a good portion of them feel like they don't know how, especially to the young girls, and they 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 may feel as though the girl belongs to. The woman, that's the woman's responsibility, that she could be more nurturing to the young girl. Why, why, I, why I struggle with that? Because we have so many young boys as well who don't have fathers in their lives. The same father is not engaged in their life. They're not doing the, the man thing, so to speak, as society says, you know, playing ball and fixing cars with their dad and that kind of thing. It could be it's so many reasons why, but I do feel like excuses. And I feel women are making bad choices with selecting their baby daddies. And I thought, both hit on that. You've got to call a spade a spade. 
sometimes you pick you pick garbage for your to be your children's father. And you cannot I mean God once garbage is garbage garbage is garbage. And they own it only changes men will only change anybody will only change if they want to and see that there's a need to. Some people will not even change for their children. And so so many things can, can play into that, but that's what I feel. But again, a simple phone call. If you don't have a dime in your pocket to give anything, you could take your child for a walk. You could walk your daughter. It doesn't take a whole lot to make a child happy, especially a little one. But when you when they start out with that foundation of I'm not important enough for my dad to love. It goes haywire from there. They don't know how to pick a man from there. Rarely do they know how to pick the right man. And like both said, shouldn't be picking them anyway. But at some point, you have to make a decision to say, I'm not going to let this person in my life. If that man walks into your life, you should be able to call a spade a spade at some point as you continue to grow. We cannot continue to, to blame our fathers for our choices. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I want to. I want to jump in. I want to say this, you know, Tammy. Uh, a lot of times, a lot of a, a lot of mothers, um, a lot of mothers have went through a lot of things. Um, so, you know, for them to try to teach their daughters this, that, and the other, blah, 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 blah mm-hmm. it's is not really not it's not really prevalent because they've accepted a lot of things just for love. You know what I mean? A lot of mothers, a man can't teach a woman how to be a woman. You know what I'm saying? Uh, say, for instance, if you had a guy and he had seven daughters, you understand what I'm saying? He's going to learn from daughter number one, you know, um, you know what they wear, what they like, you know, um, you know that time of the month, all this stuff. And then he'll teach number six, five, four, three, two, one, those things that he learned dealing with number one. But he can't teach her how to be a woman. He can only teach her the things that a woman does. You understand what I'm saying? But if you have a mother that has been through the storm and the rain, you know what I'm saying? She has accepted this in order, you know, to be loved by this. Or she accepted, you know, that her 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 boyfriend or husband has two or three other side women. You know, so those are the principles that she passes on to her daughter. Like, well, you know, as long as the bill's been paid, girl, don't even worry about it. You know what I mean? So you got a whole bunch of stimulating circumstances that sometimes reroute a person's mind. You know what I mean? A man can only do so much with his daughter. Now, you know, a man is going to love his daughter, true enough, you understand what I'm saying, because he wants the best for his daughter, you know. And and, and if I had a daughter, that's the way I would be, you know what I mean? I would go above and beyond for my daughter the same way I would for my son. But I would be more protective of my daughter because girls bring babies home. Boys take great babies out in the street, you know what I'm saying? There's a difference there, you know. And, 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 and it's my daughter. Girl, 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 Right, because the baby is mama's baby. Regardless, I I, I know exactly what you're saying. But so go back to what you said about is that. So that's why you would be more protective of your daughter. Exactly, 
I would be more protective of my daughter than I would my son because I know that girls bring babies home. You know, there's a chance that when she comes home, she can. All right, so. Oh, I got the poppy side to hear for that one. (laughs) 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 Because, okay. Uh, and the reason I'm saying this is because that is the that the, I didn't know that that still was the thought process. I've not heard that in a very long time, but that is how it is. That is how it used to be, and I guess that is how it is. But and I That's know how we not, that. But well, well, wait a minute now, because we need to be just. We need to be as hard on that boy so that he knows I can't go out there and get somebody's daughter pregnant because she's going to take my baby back to somebody's home. Give them all those reasons. And I think society is much harder on girls, but we also need to teach our boys to keep their little thing in their pants, too. I mean, today. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. What I was speaking of, I was speaking of, you know, you're exactly right, but I wasn't speaking of the fact that while a man is more, 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 prevalent to be adapt to his daughters because that is one reason why, you know, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that a man shouldn't be concerned about what his son is doing. What I'm saying is one of the reasons why a male is so close to the daughters is because they bring babies home. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that they're not close to their sons. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I was just saying, you know, that, you know, they bring babies home with them. You know what I mean? And especially if they're not on their own and you're taking care of them, you know. So therefore, that makes a man stay real close to his daughter, want to talk to her, you know, what's going on with you, you know, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Um, I wasn't saying at all that, you know, that that we don't worry about what our sons are doing. I, I wouldn't. I wasn't. You know, that wasn't one of my insinuations. I was just saying that a man probably, if I, if it was me and I had a daughter, I would pay. Close, 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 close attention. You know what I'm saying? Because I know that they bring babies home. Whether it is a son, he takes babies, you know, you know, out there in the street or whatever the case may be, and those babies go to their houses. But when you got a daughter, those babies come home, especially when they're living with you. You know. But like I said, it all boils down to, um, you know, what she's learning at home. You know what I mean? A lot of girls see a lot of good things in their fathers. A lot of girls see a lot of bad things in their fathers. You know what I mean, but there are um, circumstances, you know, that 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 teach them, you know, that hey, I don't want to deal with this, I don't want to deal with that. You know what I mean? And I, I, I've met, you know, women that feel like a man is the worst thing in the world to to even deal with. You know what I'm saying? Yet still, they have a man, you know, a piece of man or whatever you want to call it, but they still don't really like men. You know what I mean? But they have a man. And I was like, how does that work? How do you feel that this guy, you know, I hate men. I really don't care for him. And this and the other because of, of circumstances that, situations that have happened to them through the years. But this is the man that did that to them. Most women, I'm a, I won't say most women, the majority of society today, I don't feel they, they, they like or love who they are. They've not totally accepted who they are. And, yes, it, it may have steered from something happening. Could be dad, could be mom not being there because as a parent there is a perspective role. There's, there, there is a role that comes with being a parent that 
it is getting worse. People are not holding up to their responsibilities, and it's leaving the marks on the lives of children, boys and and young girls, whether it's the father, um, the absence of a father or a mother. And it and it seems to me, in my opinion, that that is growing because it used to be, in my opinion, whereas even if the father was absent, a mother, a woman held, still held it down. You you were not going to be a statistic. You are not going to be a statistic. statistic. I'm going to go to work, and these are my rules, and you will abide. And the kids did not skip a beat. That is missing today. So not only do the, the, the young girls, and, and I'll say young boys, and we're not talking about the boys, not only do the young girls not have father figures, but they rarely have a mother role model to go by. So in this case, let's do the scenario. Young girl, the age that Rodney was speaking about earlier, she has daddy issues. Already. Now, she gets into a relationship at that point in her life, hopefully not now, based on the grade that Rodney teaches, but she gets into a relationship. It is a bad one. She sees her mom go through relationship after relationship. And I'm not saying it's always this way, but door, if there's a revolving door of men in and out, in and out. Whereas back in the day, that did not happen as well. So by the time that lady that you're talking about, Bo, by the time you get her, you see her, she's had a lifelong appointment with appointment with disappointment. And she sees that from the male perspective. She's been disappointed one after another, starting with her father and the absence of, of probably every male after that in her eyes. So by the time this woman gets to you, she's so broken. Until I mean, her she's shattered. She's not. She's not broken. She her glass is shattered. And unless exactly. we help that woman realize, number one, you're not who had you. you. Yeah, they bought you into this world, but you were created for something. You have a purpose. You have passion of your own. And while this person may not have given you what they should have. And, again, no father and no mother perfectly gives it. But because women and young girls feel like they've gone without it for so long, they take it personal. This is me. This this, this has to do with me. That I'm not important enough. I'm not lovable, not, not even by my mother and my father. Where does a young girl go from there? And the, the fact that it's so it's so. I guess it's it's on both sides now. We're almost dealing with issues that we can't fix. It, it it will take prayer and and the presence of God, just a pure touch from God, to fix some of these young people and the pain that has rested upon them that they've grown up with to be this this woman now or this teenage girl. If you sit and listen to how young girls think and don't care the majority of them and how they feel about young men because, Bo, just like you said about, and I know you didn't mean it this way, but it, in my opinion, it probably even more needs to go towards that young man because the girls now, the girls are, are looking for such love that they are willing and, and, and ready. The boys don't have to chase them anymore. So we now nope. have, because today, 
nine times out of ten, if your if your young man goes out and get a baby, that baby probably is going to end up at your home. He probably won't have to bring him back because I think young males may take better care of their children at this point. That's that's just kind of how I feel about in some 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 instances that these young girls are so far gone, a lot of them. And yes, it has a lot to do with the lack of daddy, but also of the lack of a of a mother with those moral standards. And we have some great mothers. I know some great ones. But we have some that are so attached and so conformed to this world. And, again, that right. used to didn't matter. Daddy could be, daddy could never be in this house, but a woman still had control of her home. Those kids did not run that home, exactly. whether it was a man in or out. This is Rodney. I'm going to jump back in here. Um, when I was when I was 22, um, I got married to a, a a woman who was much older than than I was, and she had three children, two boys and one girl. So I'm going to focus on uh, the girl right now. Uh, uh, that's what the show is about. When I came when I came on the scene, this. Uh, uh, my stepdaughter at the time was eight years old when her mother and I got married. And what happened before I came on the scene mattered to me. If any, uh, what happened after I left the scene? Because obviously we're, we're we we divorced. Both of those time periods mattered. To me, however, what mattered the most is what happened while I was there. And as a 22-year-old male, I was not about to allow my daughter at the time to have daddy issues, relationship issues, male issues, you name it. I was not about to let her have it. And so what I did was I made sure that I spent time with her. It was rocky at first um, because of the way that things were before I, before I got there. So it was rocky at first. Um, she was not doing well in school. Um, she was always finding herself into something that was not age appropriate. She was eight going on twenty one, to use that cliche. She was she was just that grown. She had been exposed to that many adult things that early in her life. One of the saddest things was no one knew how deep this was except me because I took the time to learn who I was dealing with because I did, I, I did not have anything to do with her birth. And I had nothing to do with what happened during those first eight years. However, it was my responsibility to make sure that I raised a young lady who would be a productive member of society. That was my responsibility. That was my goal. And so I learned everything I could about her. I observed her. I spent time with her. I talked to her. 
I did her homework with her, or I checked her homework. I took her and her brothers to the park. We we watched TV together. When when she had to clean up the kitchen, I went in and, and I cleaned the kitchen with her. So if she washed the dishes, I put them away. And we would have conversations while we were doing that because she didn't understand, well, you know, I, the, I have chores to do. Why are you helping me with my chores? And I would explain to her because at some point in your life, much later on, when you find yourself in a relationship, when you find yourself married, that's what I want you to look for in a mate. If a guy does not treat you at least the same way that I treat you, he should hopefully treat you better. But if he doesn't at least treat you the same way that I treat you, you don't need him. So I'm showing you what you should look for, what you should look out for, what you should pay attention to when you get to that stage in your life. So I would help her clean the kitchen. I would help her do different things. But at the same time, I was not afraid to be hard on her. I was not afraid to chastise her. And this girl with this troubled life went from being um, in a bad state in school, uh, academically, behaviorally, socially, to this young lady who learned how to dress and understood that, you know what, I can wear a long dress or a long skirt and still look nice. She also learned the value of education. So where she was getting these not-so-good grades, she was being invited to all of these enrichment camps. And her mom was like, well, what do you think we should do? Uh, you let her go. <laughs> this is a great opportunity for her. So there's no excuse for any man out here when it comes to raising your daughter because I had to step in and raise someone else's daughter. And I didn't make any excuses. I even dropped out of school just so that I could take care of my children at the time. You do what you have to do to make sure that your kids at least know how to have a better life than you. And I don't care if you're a billionaire. You do what you have to do to make sure that those kids have a better life than you that they have more opportunities than you, that they in turn take what you teach them and apply what they learn through their own experiences, and then they become a better parent. They show their kids things that you didn't show them. Okay, Roger, can I jump in and say something to you? Yes, sir. What about the single mothers? who has kids from a father that has been incarcerated for five, ten years. They don't they don't they don't have 
that the father of their children aren't in their lives no more. And you have some Joe Blow who off the street, you know what I'm saying, who who's trying, who wasn't as fortunate as you were, you know, who wasn't striving for the betterment, who only wants to be with their mom because mom got a nice hip and nice rack. So, you know what I mean, he ain't really concerned about the children. He's just trying to get with mama, you know what I mean? But daddy mm-hmm. isn't in the picture anymore. You know, daddy's in the chain game, you know what I mean, for one reason or another, and he won't be home no time soon. And now you leave that daughter to listen to her girlfriends in school or her girlfriends in the street, and that's where she's getting the bit of raising. Even the, even the dude that's, that's, that's dating her mom has got eyes on her because that's what's happening right now. I mean, we're going to get real real with this. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get real real with this. He he He's, he's dating the mom. But he watching the daughter grow up because maybe she she got a little plump, a little plumpness to her, you know what I'm saying? And, and he just waiting on the day that he can sink his teeth into her. You know what do we do then? Well, here, here's <laughs> um, a couple of things. Uh, I heard you say uh, something about the man uh, who, who's trying to get with uh, the mother. Uh, uh, for basically her physical uh, traits and nothing to do with her as a person. And the father is not in the picture because he's locked up. And then you mentioned the daughter who has no positive influences. Or there's a father that comes in or a man who comes in. Um, and so she doesn't have a mother for a positive influence or uh, the mom's significant other. And also the pedophiles. I think number one, it is the if if there's no father in the home and the mother is left to be a single mother it is her responsibility to raise her children and it is also her responsibility to monitor who is around her children that's her responsibility just because okay, a man I, Go ahead. I wanna I want say I wanna say something right there in that in that right and right there in that in the middle of that cliche right there. I wanna say this right here, Rodney. Rodney, you got so many women out here, you understand me, that have three, four kids. Dad is in jail. And just because a man pays them some kind of attention, first of all, they already wrote themselves off as a loss. They done wrote themselves off as a loss. Of, you know, I'm no good for nothing. I got three different babies or four different babies, and I got two different baby daddies or three different baby daddies. You know what I'm saying? So just to have a piece of man to want me is is like the thing to do. That's I mean, that's relevant to me. So they're throwing these kids away, man, for the dude. You know what I'm saying? This dude could be, he could have three or four other girls out there. They don't care about that. They don't care about that. They will throw their kids to the wolves, you understand me, just to be with this man. So now you got a situation where the father is in the home. He locked up, you understand me. This girl out here got his kids. She's looking for love in all the wrong places. You understand what I'm saying? Now she got uh, Tom, Dick, and Harry over here on her, on, you know, on her tip or whatever the case may be, and she's fighting to prove that she can be a better woman to him than the other girls that he got. So, therefore, she's not spending any time with her daughters, any time with her sons. You understand what I'm saying? They're just existing. 
You understand what I'm saying? Uh, for for whatever reason, they're existing, you know, because of maybe, you know, she's on, she has a job or she's on welfare or whatever the case may be. She has some, 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 some child support coming in, whatever the case may be. But her main focus is to is to get a man and maintain that man to keep her happy. It's not about the kid's happiness. You understand me? It's about her happiness because her man been taken away from her. So she got to get something to fulfill that void. So now these kids are are being brought up around a pedophile type dude that she didn't know was a pedophile type dude, but he is a man, so that's all she's concerned about. You understand what I'm saying? And it happens every day. And the reason why I'm saying this and the reason why it touches close so much is because my, 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 my family member was in the same situation as this. You understand what I'm saying? And the dude was molesting my little cousin. You feel me? Mm-hmm. He was molesting my cousin and he, and her mother was, was looking for love in all the wrong places because you know, she didn't her her whole man was locked up and he never he, he, he never getting out. He never getting out. You know what I'm saying? So she was trying to fulfill a void in her life. All the while, her kids were suffering from it. And then when her when the girl came to her and said, Mom, he was touching me. And Girl, don't tell me that he was touching you. You did something to cause this. And this thing, now she blaming the daughter for something that she didn't even do. This dude was doing this. This dude was molesting her. And the mother was overlooking it to keep love in her life. So, 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 so. So clearly, so clearly, Bo, you, uh, you're talking about a uh, a couple of things. I'm going to go back to, to to where I left off. So clearly, this this woman is um, is a sick individual, the the, the mother. Um, and, and and when I say she's sick, I, I, I I'm really not judging or, or mean that in the worst way, but I do mean that she is sick. And I'm not going to, you know, reiterate everything that you said, but I think, you know, that we can all agree that from what you said, the mother is sick. So here's, so here's the thing. There are, uh, there, there's good and there's evil. We all know that. We also know that unless it is illegal, not a matter of opinion, but if it is illegal, Unless it is illegal, there's nothing that can be done. And I see it happen even in the school system. You'd be surprised the rules, the laws, the, the, the regulations that are out there to protect people who are sick, to protect people who uh, live immoral lives. There are laws out there to protect these people. But we won't get into that that much. I'm going to say this. To everyone who is listening, I'm going to answer your question like this, because here's what the rest of us have to do. If you are listening to this call and you know that you are not a sick individual, it is your responsibility to lead by example. It is your responsibility to be a role model. It is your responsibility to always demonstrate positive character because you never know who is watching. People should come up to you and tell you, oh, I noticed that you were doing this or I saw you doing this, I caught you doing this. You didn't know, but I was listening to whatever. That's the type of person that you should be. 
And it is our responsibility. And I can only speak as a teacher because, as you can imagine, I get kids with messed up lives all the time. I've had homeless kids. I've had uh, kids who had mothers who were prostitutes. Um, I've had kids who were 12, 13 years old, 11 years old, some of them. Uh, They're at home, 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. They're up with their one- and two-year-old siblings. What does an 11-year-old know about taking care of a one-year-old? Well, the ones that I teach, they know a whole lot about it because they've had a whole lot of experience. Because either mom is at work, uh, dad is nowhere around. There there are a number of reasons. When I taught in New York City uh, two years ago, I had a girl, 14 years old, pregnant. Uh, when I went to go visit her in the hospital the day she had the baby, Guess who was there? Nobody. It was just me in the room. Um, So we have all of these things, but it is our responsibility, those who still have morals and values, those of us who are still sane, it is our responsibility to make sure that these kids at least, at least have a role model, meaning you, and they have someone who teaches them, not not just talks to them, but teaches them, meaning you explain to them life lessons. You teach them life lessons and you explain to them why they should do things a certain way. You teach it to them because you can't force these grown people to do things. You can't force them. We see bad parenting all the time, and being in the school – I probably said more than a lot of people. Like I said at the beginning of the show, these kids showing up, they have no schedule. Where's your schedule? Oh, it's at home. Where's your schedule? I don't have it. Why don't you have it? I don't know. They didn't send it to me. Come to find out, child don't have the shots for school. That does well, not guys, let the rest of us off the hook. Go ahead, Tammy. I want to jump back in here. Um, really, you guys, it maybe, maybe the topic should have been, are your daddy issues affecting your life? But I guarantee you, people would not have responded in the in, in the way that they did because every every everyone seems to be focused on having a relationship with someone, and clearly, clearly, it is not working based on the number of fatherless and motherless homes. Even when they're there, they're disengaged. Like both said, most women today, they're so driven and so focused on having a man. Rodney, as you started speaking about being a 22 year old new father, I instantly go, if I had a, even even with Brandon being a boy, but I can only imagine if I had a girl, I mean, nobody probably would have been able to, to step at my mailbox because I'm going to tell you the truth. I wouldn't have, tr- I would have trusted no one. And, and wrong, it probably is wrong, but I will, would have not trusted a man around my daughter, period. Not with the way the world is today. It is, it, it's about to be not about father and mother, just about who you are. And, and if we would just, we could end tonight's show just saying, God has turned many of us over to a reprobate mind, period. People are for, for themselves to a point that their children do not matter. Where it used to be, I will suffer, I will, I will wear the same thing to work every day. It will be clean, 
but I will have the same thing on so that you will have because you are my you are my responsibility. Now it's just the opposite. They will be a, a mother and a daddy will be. Well, I better change my word. They will be sharp, sharper than attack. And children, no shoes, no coat. That is pure evilness. That has nothing to do with how my dad treated me. That is that has become your character. That is solely your responsibility. Those are your doings. You're just glad to have somebody to blame. And and these mm. women who want to say, and I, I'm 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 gonna get hard back here on the women because, again, if I had a daughter, it was the same way with Brandon. But when I say you would not, man, what is a man? Not around my daughter. And as both said, make no make it make no mistake. I certainly would have wouldn't have turned to a woman either. But I wouldn't have had time. I don't see how we have time anyway. And if that father is locked up, if you if you are a friend, a relative to a child whose father is locked up, it is your responsibility to show up in that child's life. You, we have single mothers who have brothers, who have uncles, who have cousins, male, but they don't have time to step in and show this young girl that, in spite of your daddy not being in your life, even if he's not locked up, locked up, you have someone in your corner. You have a protector. You have someone. That matters. So while we're walking around here, the ones who can, you know, I look at me, for example. I, I, I have no responsibilities when it comes to children. My doorbell rings as if, even from the parents around here. I have parents in my neighborhood, not to toot my horn, but they see something in me. Their children get sick at school. They call me. Can you go pick them up? They leave the key over here to take their, make sure their children get in. And whereas we have family members that will not do that. Families, men or women, will not step up. But let that man that they're dating call and need something for their children or something. They, they're going to run because they want that man. We are so worldly until we will we will lose or or I won't say lose our children in the sense of life wise, but in the sense if your child is dead internally, spiritually, if they will grow up to hate men or hate women or hate life, aren't they dead anyway? And to be so selfish to be so selfish I, I, I see on Facebook, let a man post, a man can post a picture of boo-boo, and women will flock to it like President Obama has invited them to the White House, just because it's a man. That alone says the power that a man carries, even in the life of an adult woman. So you can only imagine what it carries for a young girl. And if she doesn't get that from anybody, any male in her family, Imagine what she feels like all her life. And life is going to happen, so she's going to meet some bums. She's going to meet some, some true deadbeats because they exist. Matter of fact, she's probably going to be attracted to those even the more because she wants to know that I can gain somebody. I can get somebody's attention. And how much greater is it if I get the guy who was not really interested in me anyway, who I got to 
make, I got to make like me because now she feels like she's conquered something, that I am worthy. And to live a life of feeling unworthy in a world like today, that's why so many women are broken. I can tell you because I was one of those women. But I had to realize, Tammy, a lot of this stuff that you're dealing with, and what I had to realize that my dad is human. And if I don't speak up and that he came from a place of hurt and pain that I don't understand. And so I had to realize, okay, how is he loving me? Are there ways? But that wasn't until I started to deal with not daddy issues but Tammy issues. And a lot of the people in the world today, I'm not speaking about that little girl that that is in Rodney's classroom. I'm, I'm speaking about this grown woman who your, your daddy issues is not just – affecting your relationship with men, but it's affecting your parenting relationship, your work relationship, your financial relationship with yourself. I mean, it's just it, it, this world has caught, gotten, gotten us caught up. We're so distracted even from being, from, from being parents. I hear people who have successfully made it, and they say they didn't know that they were poor because their parents did what they needed to do, that is, clothe them, feed them, love them, and hold them accountable. And better yet, they were examples. They didn't just talk the talk. They walked the walk. They wasn't this mother telling this young girl, you're messing with deadbeats and you don't know how to pick guys, yet she consistently sees mama's door back and forth, opening and closing, not the same man, but man after man. So where is her role model? And so to grow up in life and feel like, I don't have a father, I don't have a mother, in this world, how will I survive? And they don't see the grown people showing them the way. How many marriages end up in divorce today? They see people fall in love. If you ask a young person today about marriage, what they think about marriage or love, what would they think based on the divorce rate? And the majority of these people are God-fearing, so say, loving people. And they can't even, I mean, they, they, they can't even stay together. So they don't, they don't see choices. They don't see those, those healthy relationships to give them a foundation to even believe that it, that it exists. So they're searching all in, in all shapes, forms, and fashions of life. And they feel like they're losing every search, every battle. And men, if you have friends, male friends who are deadbeat, you need to call them out. Women, the same thing. Bo is so on it when he talks about these young girls are being molested by an alarming number. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that story. Young girls want to commit suicide because they've been molested all their lives by their mama's boyfriend. And when they tell, mom gets angry with them. People really, back in the day, mom got a gun, and you you better been gone by the time she came from the back room, period. But now today, the child goes in the man's face. There's something wrong, people, and it's not daddy issues. All, it's not solo daddy issues. It's not mother issues. This is this is this is character issues. This is who you really are, and you're not owning up exactly. to that. 
That's exactly. what he's up to. Because you can't tell me a man going to tell me. If I got to ask my daughter if he messing with you, you know what? I'm asking you, but he's already dead. You said whatever you said, because if I got to ask you, oh, yeah, the answer is yes. So we got some sorry daddy, we got some sorry women, but, but, but people, we can't allow that to make us sorry because there is no excuse because there are people that came from pure hell. I mean, had no father, no mother. They had, they had belief and love for themselves, and they wanted different. So you got to take ownership for your life, no matter if you had a daddy, no matter if you have daddy issues, no matter if you have mama issues. You got to take responsibility for your life, especially if you say that you know God. Because the word that I read says, I will be your father when you have not a one. I will be everything that you need. But see, we don't feel worthy even of that love because we don't love ourselves. If you're going through life, you're allowing yourself to be mistreated. If you feel like you've got to have a man, for whatever reason, if you feel like you can't do this world alone, that you'd rather be cheated on, spitted on, beat up, all of the above, but for society to know, hey, I got a man, though. A lot of women feel that way, living in pure hell. And as, as, at a certain point in time, 30, 40, 50 years old, this ain't got nothing to do with your daddy. I'm sorry, because if you keep thinking it has to do with your daddy, you ain't on your daddy to come back and make it right. Some of y'all's dad is not even here to make it right, but you still going to live a life of hell every day of your life and blame it on your daddy issues. Right. And then you want to take it further and blame your parenting issues on your daddy. Right. Because if your child doesn't make you straighten up, that's reprobate mind right there to me. And, and I just, I'm just going to have to leave that one right there where it is. Okay, can I, can I, can I jump in, Tammy? Yep. Um, you know, and I appreciate, you know, um, you taking notice of that, you know. And, I, and I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying, because it's so, it's so prevalent in the world, in society today. You know what I mean? You know, I, you know, with my tight up ministry, I talk to a lot of different women. You know what I mean? I, I talk to a lot of young girls. You know what I'm saying? And some of the things that they're willing to accept, it's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, where's your self-worth? You know what I'm saying? You know, and it has nothing to do with the man not being in the picture. It has nothing to do with the man being locked up because we as individuals have our own mind. It can be reprobated or it can be right. You know what I'm saying? You have a choice in the matter of what you're willing to accept and what you're not willing to accept. You understand what I'm saying? And, you know, and a man will show you more respect for the things that you're not willing to accept than those things that you are. If you present yourself as a woman and you stand up as a woman and you let a man know that, hey, I'm not going to go for that, then a man going to respect you. But if you, if you, if you lay down with, with, with dogs, you're going to get up with fleas, that's, and that's just the way it is. You know what I'm saying? If you go for anything, if you don't fall, if you don't stand for anything, you'll fall for everything, you know. And that's just the way it goes. And the, and the things that I've heard from these young girls and these women, you know what I'm saying, you know, and girls wanting to commit suicide because, you know, one thing or another, their mom wouldn't believe them over their boyfriend or, you know, the 
the boy, the mom kicking them out of the house to keep the man in the house. You know, it's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? It has really, it has, it has gotten to the point to where it really doesn't have to do with a father being in the home because, like I said, a man can't teach a woman how to be a woman. Yeah, he can show a girl, you know, what a man is supposed to be like or what what she's supposed to look for in a man as she gets older. But that's neither here nor there. You know, the the main, the main concern is that mother showing that woman how to be a woman, how to raise a woman, and the things that she needs to do, like being responsible, you know, being clean, keeping herself clean, you know, how to keep a house clean, you know, uh, uh, how to uh, to study, you know, and to, to do the things that she needs to do to keep her, what to look for in a man. Those traits, that, those traits come from a mother. You know, they don't come from a father. You understand what I'm saying? And like I said, you know what I mean, you got this world out here where the mothers are accepting any old riffraff into the family just to say, I got a man. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, that man sometimes have a man. You know what I mean? Or he has uh, other women. You know, he's a pedophile. You know, and the child suffers in the long run. You know, and I just say, you know what I mean, you know, in my ministry, we got to do better as a society. You know, and I was listening to a dude, you know, today when, you know, on Facebook, and he made a video, and he said that, you know, you know, us as, you know, as a, as a whole, as women, you got to learn to wait on God because what God has for you is for you. And the devil is here to rob, steal, and destroy, so he's going to spin all kind of decoys your way because he's trying, to, he's trying to remove you from those things that God has for you. You understand me? And by us not waiting, by us letting our, what they call it, our hormones, get the best of us, you know, I just got to have me some tonight. Oh, I feel a pulse down there. It's a heart beating and this, that, and the other. All that's foolishness. You understand what I'm saying? Because when I was in the Tang game, when I was in the Tang all that stuff happened, but I wasn't going to lay with no man. You understand what I'm saying? Me and Palmer, her five sisters, both was going to do. You feel me? I wasn't going to lay with no man. You know what I mean? I couldn't look at a man and say that that's a woman. You know, so therefore you can control yourself if you want to control yourself. You understand me? That's a choice in the matter. You have to say to yourself, you know what I'm saying, do I want this in my life or do I want to wait on God? You know what I'm saying? Do I want this destruction? Because every to every to everything that you do, there's always a price that you have to pay if it ain't from the Almighty above. You see what I'm saying? If you if you lie down, like I said, with dogs, you're going to get up with fleas. But if you wait on the Lord, you know what I'm saying, he told you he'll strengthen your heart and, you know what I'm saying, and give you the desires of your heart. And you ain't got to worry about that foolishness. But you got a lot of women out there that ain't going to wait on God. You understand what I'm saying? Because they're going to they're gonna make excuses for their own desires. And, you know, the child, you know, whether it be boy or girl, they end up suffering in the long run behind those different decisions, you know. And like I said, man, I deal with this on a daily basis. Um, when I when I go to class every day, that, you know, in uh, in my social classes and everything, you know, at the drug program where 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 I where, I, where I'm a counselor, um, I do one on ones. You know, I do you know uh, mental mental uh, evaluations and stuff. And a lot of the things that a lot of the women are saying, and these ain't little girls. These ain't little girls at all. These are grown women that are going through this same thing. That are saying, hey, I have a man in my life that you know um, abuses me, or a man in my life that I know really doesn't love me, but. He's a man, or I have a man in my life. My daughter's accused of touching her, you know. And then, and I said, "He's still in your home." He's like, "Yeah," and I'm like, 
Are you crazy? I'm, I've been thinking some of them on acid or something. I'm like, you must be really tripping. You know what I mean? But those are the people that we deal with. And you know what I mean? I don't have, I don't, I'm not trying to make excuses for them. And I'm not trying to put nobody down. But you have people with mindsets like that. Not everybody is a mother like Tammy. You know, not everybody knows that, hey, if I don't do this, then Brandon won't get that. If I don't raise Brandon this way, then he'll be that way. If I don't sit down with him and study with him three, four hours a day, you understand me, coming up, then he won't have the knowledge. But Tammy is, a, is, a, is one, of the, one of the women that have, is a prime example of what a real mother is. You understand what I'm saying? But Tammy's just one in the haystack. You understand me? you got a haystack. There's a bunch out there, but then there's a bunch that's not like that. You see what I'm saying? And, there's, and you know, the, the, the negative always outweighs positive. Meaning that there's more women that's not like Tammy than there are women that's like Tammy. So the ones that are not like Tammy, they're producing offspring and they're producing things that are going on right now that are producing, producing, and now you have a world full of reprobation. And then you have the ones that are doing positive, trying to trying to minimize or trying to to level out the the, the negativity. But negativity is, is always outweighing positive. So what do we do? How do we get back to the focus to, to 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 help these young girls? How do we get back to focus to help these these young people? How do we get the focus to help these mothers make better decisions, you know what I'm saying, in, 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 in waiting on a man or accepting a man into their homes? You know, where's well, the time to accept them? One, one, one way ahead, we Tammy. do is peer, with, peer, with a pure slap in the face with honesty. Within the world today, and, and, and I come from this place too, you guys, for some, Boaz, you talked about women who will say, hey, I got this I got this man in my house, and he doesn't treat me right, and he's looking at my daughter, and I know all these things. It is the, the society and, and, and our ancestors, I think, has, has did a great injustice to us with not speaking up and speaking out about the truth. You know how we have those people, even in families, let's say, for example, they for all your life you've heard, well, you know that's just that's how they are. Don't worry about it. Don't say anything. It's time to speak up. It is time to call a spade a spade. If you are a deadbeat mama, if that means I have to turn you in to social services, but, see, we don't want to turn them in because we really don't want the child. We say we love the child, but if push comes to shove, Baby, you got to stay with your mama. You got to go to such services. So we're not going to call anyway. See, that's what I'm saying. We got to deal with the heart. People can say, oh, God, know my heart. Oh, like we said last show, he sure does, and so do you. So stop running. Because as good a parent as you say I was, both, the more I grow, I see some areas that I failed in. I thank God that I did more, more not failing than failing. But there's still today, if Brandon wanted to, hold a grudge against me for some things, for some bad decisions. If I, as I look back, it makes me want to serve God even more because I know I didn't do everything right. I know that it was the grace of God and my prayers because I never got so caught up to where I didn't fall on my knees and pray, especially for my child because I knew I didn't have the answers. I knew I was a hot mess. But at the same time, I knew that I did not want my son to be even a greater hot mess, if that makes any sense, Mr. Rodney, grammatically. I don't know. But I knew that 
he was not going to be a statistic. <laughs> I knew. And if I had to go out to the school and act like I was the president's wife, first lady, and you got the first kid right here, you're going to treat this one right, and he's going to do right by you. I set that tone every year because that's all I had. This was my chance, and maybe maybe, maybe even too, too much so, but this was my chance to give this child a foundation that I felt I didn't have, that I didn't have. And we are failing these kids. We are failing these children. Period. As adults, we are failing. I leave my house every day, including today. And I'm I'm going to tell you, this is how bad it is. Eleven out of every ten cars, so I'm counting cars that I ain't even seen, are on their phones. I had a car stop in front of me immediately because they dropped it. I could see they dropped their phone in the middle of driving. Their instinct was, my phone is gone. People are so detached from parenting, from being mothers, from being fathers, from being grandmothers. Look at the average grandmother today. You don't have time for a grandchild. Don't want a grandchild. You don't have time for it. That's, it used to be as I longed for a grandchild so I could be able to take care of and nurture and, and do the things that I wished I had done with Brandon because now I have more sense. Now, with this world today, you know what? If Brandon have them, he have them. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Because you know what I see? Jail time for me. I'm serious. That's what I see. That that's just that's a ticket to jail for me. Grandchildren. Because this world, I would kill. I would have. I feel like I would have to kill somebody. And my friends know that. I, and I, this is one thing I meant from the bottom of my heart. For Brandon Gator, I will go to jail doing the vacay bounce. If y'all know what that is. <laughs> I will go to jail proudly. Get the trial. I don't need a judge. Mr. Judge, if you let me out, I'm going to get somebody else because it was more than one person I, I was intending on getting. And so I don't even imagine how I would be with a grandchild. And in this world today, if, if I feel women don't care about their children and men don't care about their children and they don't care about themselves, what are they going to do with my, with my grandbaby? What are they going to do with my grandbaby? When, I, when I'm ten times more transformed than I was. I wasn't even transformed back then. I was a fool, but I was a praying fool. And the, and the little bit that was instilled in me from everybody, a little bit from everybody, I'll say that, the little bit that I had instilled in me gave me enough, enough to at least deal with those foundations, those foundational things that, that, that a kid needs. Right? I knew he was loved. He knew that I expected nothing but greatness. I told him he could do anything he ever wanted to do. I worked two jobs and sold candles and sold whatever else somebody would get me to sell, even if the check was thirty, forty dollars that I got here and there. So that he could do everything he thought about wanting to do. Never had to tell him no, not because I should not have. Because I said I would never turn him down from wanting to do something positive. So if that meant, guess what, no nails, no beauty shop, do your own hair, do your own nails. I see women today that got three, four kids, and they go to the shop. They, I have not a one. And I just wonder, how are you doing? What did I miss? What did I miss? 
And your children, like Brandon said, your children show up. They might not even have much money today. They have, they have, no, they have food supplies. There is no excuse for that. So women, while we keep saying daddy issues, some of this stuff you just chose because you want to lay down with a low down, dirty man. Period. In that fifteen, I'm not even gonna say fifteen. That five, ten minutes of what might have been a good time is now a lifetime. And you probably resent that lifetime because you laid down for nothing. Because if opening our legs was the answer, all these babies in the world, and still nobody is staying married, nobody is staying together. And I'm going to say nobody because the percentage is greater on the nobody side. But yet we still think, our legs is different. Opening our legs is going to be different with this man. So some stuff we cannot blame on our daddies, period, period. You you can use that card only but so many times, and then maybe you just need to say, well, I'm just like my daddy, I guess, and stop blaming your daddy because that was your choice to become like the person that has put so much hell in your life. It just comes to who you are, not what happened to you, not when, not who did it, but who do you choose to be? Because no matter what you think you are, who you think you are, where you think you are, there is a choice. You make a choice to, to be on the negative side or the positive side of your circumstances and your situation. Regardless, you make a choice to remain where you are. So why not make that choice to move away from where you are? Stop going. I I I have the money to go to the beauty shop. I stopped a long time ago because when I counted how much money I was spending, two hundred and something dollars a month. Really, shampoo costs five six dollars, conditioner a little more, and I can use that for months. And it has made a huge difference in my life. And I have no responsibilities when it comes to children at all. So it's a matter of who are you and what do you want. Do you want the same thing? Do you want your children to have the same life that you've had, regardless of what kind of daddy you had? It's a, it's a character question. Who are you? Who do you serve? If you need another question, who are you? Who do you serve? And what's your why? And if your children don't or cannot become your why, you really need to check who you are and how you feel about yourself. So, I mean, I know y'all coming might have came thinking we were going to beat, beat up on men and dads, and I guess we have to a certain degree, but I'm, I'm sorry, no more excuses, because those kids pay for your excuses. You didn't pick your daddy, and your children didn't pick you. And if you're having daddy issues with your man, because I'm sure that's what everybody really wants to talk about at the end of the day, if you're having daddy issues with the man in your life, if they're causing issues in your life and your relationship, hey, why are you in it in the first place? Why are you in that relationship? Because unless you deal with them, that relationship is going to be just another failed relationship and gives you an opportunity to blame another man when you should have been told that man long ago, you know what? I'm not ready. This is this is my story. I don't even think you can help me. I need to help myself. 
you're with a man because you're afraid of being alone, and you're putting up with crap because you're afraid of being alone, and society tells you, hey, you're supposed to have a man or you're nothing and nobody. You don't need a man in the first place. You need to work on yourself. Because a half of a person with a whole person still is not two complete people. It's one and a half. And we know that relationship takes a whole lot more than that. So, you know, I guess I would say from my end, your daddy issues, you may be blaming your daddy issues on a lot of things or using that as an excuse, but it is time for you, for you to own up to who you are and take responsibility for where you are and where you want to go and make that decision and and those choices and sacrifices to get there. If not, shut up, do your thing, but please stop having babies. Please. They they have something to fix that. So do you. But if you don't want to be a mama, you don't want to be a dad, stop having the baby. Just go do you. And when we come across those people who have these kids and not doing what they're supposed to do, tell them. Don't call the next friend and talk about them. Tell them. And they'll do one or two things. They'll get it together and stop talking to you, or they'll stop talking to you and get it together. And that's the same thing. And they might just go away, but, hey, at least you know. It's just like when somebody owes you some money. As long as you're quiet, guess what? They're going to be quiet too. But the minute you say something, they they might fuss and get mad at you, but you usually get your money because you call them out. We're not calling people out. Somehow we let society and the world tells us, tell us, and the church tell us, but don't say nothing. You know, just pray for them. I'm gonna pray for you after I haven't told you what, what's going on. I'm gonna pray for you, and you need to do the same with me. Call me out too. We don't want to be called out, or we don't want to call out because we don't want to be called out. And we all got some stuff that we can be called out on, including me. I'll be the first to tell you. So we just we we just this fake phony world seeking people who happen to have a few good children in the midst of all this. On you, Rodney. That's good stuff, Tammy. Uh, any announcements, Tammy, as we close out the show? Oh gosh, I forgot. Oh, who do we have on with us? Let's see. We got any message numbers on here? Uh, we do have. I did see a couple. Okay. All right. If you're listening online, oh, okay. If somebody's listening online from Memphis, call in because I'm gonna I'm gonna give something away tonight. Eight one eight six nine one seven four zero six. So if you're in Memphis and you're interested in, um, I wanted to give a ticket away for Brandon Spice Saturday. So if someone's interested in going and you are listening. But not on phone. You have to call in 818-691-7406. You have to do that now, 818-691-7406. Right, Rodney? 818-691-7406. All right. That is the number. I know we don't have a lot of people now. I wanted to do that earlier. Okay, who can tell me how many belts? Brandon currently has. And, again, that's only if you can go now. If you're interested and you can go Saturday, uh, at the Tunica, which will be the, the casino, I think it's fixed. But I'll give you all that information. So you have to select the number one or 
since we're losing time, the first person to post it on Facebook, tag me and Ronnie in it, and tell me how many, and your number has to be correct. So he's defending. Tammy, uh, we have a uh, we we have a we. Tammy, we have a caller from the Memphis area, so I'm going to pull them in. Caller from air, uh, area code 901. Last four digits are 7798. Uh, go ahead, caller. Hi, Tammy. This is Michelle. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. Well, I thought about it once you asked the question. I don't, I don't know much about his career, um, but I thought it would be neat to go and support him. Yes. There's a lot. There's a lot of static in the background. I'm, I'm on my Bluetooth, so that could be it. Yeah, this is me. Hi. <laughs> Hi, honey. Would you like to go? Would you like to go to the ball? Yeah. Yeah, that, would, right. that would be different. <laughs> so how how many how many belts do we have? Do you know? How many what? How many belts do Brandon currently have? Championship belts. Um, I'm not sure because I I haven't really been following his career. I just see you every now and then post something about him. So I'm really not sure. I'm going to say three. Oh, no, he's actually two. I wish he was three. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to speak into existence then. He's a two-time champion. Okay. Great, great. Um, I I wrote your number down, so if no one gives us the right answer, we'll talk. Okay? Okay. Okay, good. All right. I want to tell you guys that I really really have enjoyed listening to you tonight. Um, I thought about commenting on a couple of things, but I just said that I'll listen and learn and and agree um, quietly. But um, it was a really great show. I really enjoyed it. And this is my first time listening and um, speaking, I guess, with this being my first time. But I want to say kudos to everyone. Y'all did a great job tonight. Okay, Michelle, I'm not going to listen. I mean, what 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 would be your your comment if you had just one thing to tell, I guess, the listeners, or one thing to share about your life or someone else's life? What would it be if you don't mind? Well, it was just a bunch of little things that I I would have commented on, like um, when I was married. You know, I got married at a young age. I was twenty um, when we got married. And when we got divorced, we were probably 26, 27. And my daughter, she said to me, well, Mama, I thought I was going to be different. And I'm like, what do you mean different, honey? Well, I'm the only girl in my classroom with a mommy and daddy that's married. And I never thought about that. And if I had put more thought into my marriage or into my daughter's thought process, I think I would have worked harder for my marriage for her. Mm. Even though that's just one half of me speaking, you know, I can't say what what my ex husband would have done, but I would have I would have put her, you know, told him more about it. Um, about what she said, and then, you know, for us to work better at a goal. Um, Also, with me working at juvenile court and you all speaking of children 
whose parents date and have hus- have men living with them and trying to still raise their children. Children are resentful when you move people into their space, especially when that person is not a man who's getting up, going to work. How do you expect me to get up and go to school and he's still here in bed? You can't mm-hmm. expect for me to do that. I'm not going to do it. And that's what a lot of school children are going through because they don't want to go to school. Why I got to go to school, especially the, the older boys? Why I got to go out, why I got to leave the house and he's still here? Right. Wow. You know, that's they a, might not that, be that, confrontational. That's a great point. They might not be confrontational to the man. But, Mama, I see you get up going to work. But I see this man back there in the back room with the door closed, and he's still in there. But you're going to wake me up at 5 o'clock in the morning to get up and go to school. I don't want to go to school today. Mm. And then that That's creates great, tension. That, that creates tension. The mama's upset because he won't go to school. Well, why he got to go to school? Why you got to leave the house? Ain't nobody else leaving. Why I got to leave the house? So, you know, and I see that a lot. That's that's the reason why a lot of children are so, have discipline problems. You know, because we as women, I'm going to say we because I'm a woman and I have thought about it, but as long as I have a 15-year-old in my house, I'm not moving a man in here until I'm married or I'm not moving in with him until we are married. So now I have to think about her and what she's saying. I don't want her. To, I don't want her to see me being sleeping with a man or living with a man that's not my husband. He might not be her father, but he definitely ain't gonna do this, and he's not my husband. You ain't staying here. I might get tired of you and seeing you. I, no, you need to go home. I don't want to see you today. Now, until you become mine and mine only, and my husband, then we'll move in together. But I'm not gonna move you in. And, and speaking from a, um, um, a a worker with the court and dealing with children, I'm not going to move you into my house and my son see you here and you still here and I got to put him outside to go to school. But he wondering why he got to stand outside to catch the bus and you still laying in the bed. No, children be upset about that. They go to school angry. That creates tension in the classroom because they thinking about him Instead of them thinking about their education, they worried about who in their mama house. No, we as women, we need to think about that. We need to not do that in front of our children, and we need to not let them see that. Then they don't think that they can do it to their women when they grow up. But my mama did that with me. You know, so it must be all right. So I ain't got to go to work. Well, I got to go to work for you. Go on and go to work and send your children to school. You know, that's how children think. And we as women got to do better about our children, not only with our girls, but we have to set an example for our girls, as I'm doing for mine, set an example for our girls not to bring anyone over her unless we are married, and then also with our boys. The men that we are with, they have to show an example to our boys. And I have two girls, so... So, you know, yeah. we have we we have to show examples in every way. And then the girls will have a reason to look up to a man, a good man that would do right by her. 
that would give her the example to look for when God shows her who to look for. Because he first got to show her who to look for. Then that means up to, that's up to me to put someone in her life who I want me, to treat me like a woman and like a queen. Then my, I have to set the example to see for my daughter to see that. He has to be that person that's going to teach her how he treats me. That would give her someone to look for. She ain't looking to hunt, but she's looking to have her eyes open when God presents that to her. Mm -hmm. And then as far as the young boys go, they got to know what to do. They don't want to be the man to sit up and lay around while you get up and go to work. They want to get up and go to work too, but I don't want to stay here. I don't want to leave this man here in your house. They don't want to do that. We see, I see boys like that all the time. They're good boys. They're smart boys. They're honest students, but they are so upset that their mama had brought a man in the house and their man ain't going to work. You ain't going to even get up and look like you're going somewhere. At least walk around the block until I leave and go to school. They don't even do that. Yeah. They don't even do it. See, so, see, that's I what wonder. I was how, say. <laughs> and I'm, I'm so glad. And thank, thank you, Michelle. I'm glad, glad we didn't let you off the hook because that's something. That's a whole other topic about mm-hmm. how many women. Again, goes back to what we were saying about women accepting anything, and we're we're contributing mm-hmm. to and playing right into making men lazy and just, just right. I mean, what does not. Just want to work and provide. What what man mm-hmm. is okay with laying up? But again, what what day or where does that woman come from? Who is that woman is okay with that is okay with that? Because if you're mm-hmm. capable, able. I mean, even mm-hmm. if you can't, I mean, tell it. You got let's get a hustle going or something. Let's cut some yards. But you got to get up and do something. So you're so right. Mm-hmm. I mean, but. Again, we're letting men off the hook. We're making them fall and mm-hmm. and not want to up and be that man. And our young kids, you're right, are saying that young boys, you are so right. So mm-hmm. saying no and and being a mom and being that example for your girls because they are looking. They are looking. They are watching. Mm-hmm. They are learning. And it will make mm-hmm. all the difference. Work. Mhm. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank y'all so very much. You're welcome. I wrote your number down. If I don't, as of right now, I don't have anybody that has sent me anything, and we're we're pretty much off the air at this point. We're re- mm-hmm. uh, not recording, so I'll let you know because I wrote your number down. Okay. 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 Great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. Thank you. I don't believe I have any more. Um, any more announcement? Announce, announcement. Did I say that right? I'm tired, you guys. Um, I think that's <laughs> it, Rodney, for me. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting something, but if I am, I'll just have to catch it next Monday. So, I think that will no be worries. Uh, Okay. No worries at all. Uh, We're going to leave you with this final thought. People can only give you what they have. 
It's not that your parents don't want to love you. Many of them just don't know how. However, you can actually help them by forgiving them for what they have or have not done. In Jeremiah, the 31st chapter, the third verse, the Lord says, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Learn to love and learn to forgive. For if you don't, it will be the destruction of you and those who cause your pain in the first place. This has been another episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. Did you me? Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. I just thought of something. But you made me think about it so I can put the blame all on you. <laughs> so, for those of you who are still listening, to my women, to my women, if you if you want a relationship with your dad, with your father, and he is in arm's reach, in voice reach, if you can call him, I promise you, it will make all the difference in the world. It will take time, but if you seek the type of relationship that you want, it will happen. I, and and I'm going to say this because, again, I am one of those women who, yeah, my dad loved me in his own way, but it wasn't enough for me. It Mm -hmm. didn't give me exactly what I needed. So I started calling my dad. It didn't matter if he didn't call me. I started reaching out to him. And then in return, he started reaching back out to me. My dad was here a couple of weeks ago. He was going to come back and spend, he says, two weeks. We'll see. But prayer and your the willingness, if you want it, go after it. Because what if he's waiting on you to reach out? What if he thinks that he's messed up so much and that he cannot make it right? What if? And I can say that that wasn't quite the case for my dad. And the more I grew, the more I saw and I learned. Like Rodney said, sometimes people just don't know how or that you need it just that much. So if you want it, if it just starts with a simple call, hey, Dad, how are you? I was thinking about you. Because no matter what, guess what? He's your dad. That you cannot change. So if he's alive and you think that he is worthy of that call, meaning that he is he, he is one of those people that maybe he just does not know how. I'm not excusing the ones that they've made their choices, they made their bed, and they continue to do it every time. We need to teach our kids in that situation that's your dad, you love him, you respect him, but you got to make your life different. you got to focus on your life because they're focusing on theirs. So that would be my last word. It's just... Reach out. If, if your dad is there and you can and it's worth it to you, then you take control and you go for it. At least you'll feel better. You, you'll, you'll always know that you did, did all that you could do. And that's it. Thank you for those words, Tammy. Uh, we want to also thank Bo for uh, joining the conversation tonight. We hope everyone has a blessed night and a wonderful week. We'll see you back here next Monday, same time, same station. Good night, everybody.
Yeah. 